got? Cool. So, we are on to episode 73, Fumble Podcast. You know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. It'll help me a lot. I'm Pej the Maniac. You know where to follow me. Here are all my channels. I'm on Fanbase now. You know where, where to find me there. Subscribe to me there. Uh, we're talking music today with uh, my fellow comic, but he does more than that. Um, he was also, he's into music. He's a musician. He's into tech. He's none other than Nelson P. Welcome, man. Thanks, man. It's it's nice to be here. Yeah. Uh, we were just talking about music uh, and how you're into electronic music. Yes. And you were critiquing me for calling EDM concert. Yes. To call it an EDM concert is a very non-electronic music of you. Um, <laughs> so what's the proper way to call it? Uh, that's a good question. I guess most people now would just say I went to a rave. 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 Yeah. Um, like I went to a rave with my friends and you know, do the typical rave thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rave culture is also like very like drug based for sure too. Still is in America. What's so. the drug of choice? I would say most people right now still do Molly and cocaine and those type of things, but cat 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 ketamine is like the next big thing. Oh wow. Like people do. I'm totally sober now, but yeah. I've definitely dabbled. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely still a big part of rave culture. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm making sure all the cameras are on. We're good. Um Cat, okay. Yeah. I went to a rave sober and uh it was a different That's the way to do it. It was a different experience. I love it. I still rave a lot and uh I'll be thirty soon. And uh <laughs> it's uh it is different than going sober for sure, but um my rave family or whatever as you call it they yeah. call me papa llama now so now i'm the one oh. who kind of take care <laughs> of everyone else at the rave but yeah I'm, i guess i've been doing it for a long time i've been listening to electronic music since 2004 mm. and then i've been djing since 2009 Man. so it's been a long journey and it's interesting too because it sounds like your journey through music has been long too you said you were in a metal band i was in a metal band yeah i was in a uh uh, hard rock meets classic rock meets metal. Okay. And we did we did all of them. Uh, we were a cover band. <clears throat> oh, interesting. A cover band. We were at first. Um, we were a cover band at first. Prima was the name. And then we switched it up to originals. And, uh, and we started to get some notoriety out in this area, Sacramento area. And then we... Uh, half of us tried to get married. So that oh, was, and no. that was, and that was the, uh, yeah, that's not good. No, yeah. Well, that's the ending of every band, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either someone dies or someone gets married. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no in between. Luckily it was the marriage side and not everyone's still yeah, alive. That's good. Yeah. We're a first rock band to still be alive. So how long ago was the rock band? We were rocking 2000, late 2008, all the way through, I think 2011, 2012. Okay. It's like gotcha. four years. Yeah. Cause I moved. So I moved away. I moved away to Maryland and then uh, I moved back to Maryland uh, and I did my last year of college there. And then anyway, um, then I was like, you know what? I want to go back. So I came back here. We we dabbled a little more, but it was just 
not the same so then yeah. so then is that when the music journey kind of ended was in 2012 or you continued after? the band ended in 2012 uh the music continued uh i taught music up until now i still teach oh, okay. music. and gotcha. then um i did some i did some work with some other bands that uh one of them was my dad's band actually wow um, he has a persian band and so i was helping him out like arranging some of his music for him Right. So they had me play and, and cover a couple of American songs because I don't sing Persian. So they, they had mm. me kind of have a fusion. I don't sing Persian either. So no? It's okay. Really? I would have never guessed. I thought you knew that one song from that one guy. No, uh, it's uh, it's fun though. Music is always going to be part of my life though. So what about you? Do you play any music? i uh been pretty much just a dj for the last decade right. i have had some experience with production yeah. um with ableton and reason and fl studio but mostly ableton yeah. since 2013 um that's so your favorite then yeah i've i've done some remixes some originals i would say the the main thing for me has been mashups i was Ooh. known as like a mashup artist yeah. on soundcloud and it's all kind of been like a gradual continuum mm -hmm. throughout everything i would say the production and the mashup started in 2013 so i started with like a basic tractor controller when i was 17 um in 2009 and then in 2010 i went to college and this kind of random skill that I was starting just in my bedroom suddenly became popular. Electronic music really boomed. EDM wasn't even a term when I first started listening to electronic music. But then when the LMFAO craze happened, yeah. 2008, 2009, things change. And then I told people, I was like, oh, yeah, I DJ. And so then... You get these random opportunities like, hey, come DJ our party yeah. and stuff like that. And then by 2012, I start taking it more seriously. I play gigs. I play in San Francisco. I play in South Lake Tahoe. Wow. And um, yeah, I like a solid from 2012 to like 2016, 2017 of like doing a lot of gigs, weddings, bars, that kind of stuff. Weddings? They want to like rave at a wedding? Well, so in 2012, I like worked really hard all summer and i like bought my own like nice equipment mm. and, and from there i started practicing all the time just in my bedroom i'm sure my roommates were very annoyed <laughs> and um i wanted to get better and i thought the best way to get better was to work for a company yeah so my uncles are actually both wedding djs so i knew about djing from a young age and i'd like hear them talk about it but they really came from like the rock pop kind of they were really rock guys yeah um but i you know had gone a completely different direction due to like things like dance dance revolution limewire limewire i remember so that. those things like really influenced me more towards electronic music between 12 to 14 and then yeah. When YouTube came out, there was no stopping electronic music. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was a fun like four or five years up until I left and moved to L.A. where I DJed a lot. And then I kind of had a SoundCloud presence for a while. And I was thinking about it today, how we've met through like stand up comedy. Yeah. And SoundCloud's kind of that way, too. I have all these friends that I met through SoundCloud that I've met in like Napa and Sacramento oh. and L.A., and like you get close and you message each other. So 
yeah it's like a whole nother life yeah i'm sure you live too through the metal band um that i have like close to your friends through i was uh yeah my metal phase uh which i still love but uh, as far as performance is concerned it was uh it was interesting because i didn't no one thought i'd be the lead singer everyone thought i'd either be the bass player or the drummer okay (laughs) just because of like my profile you were the lead singer yeah i was the lead singer and and it was funny though because uh back then i wasn't being as comical as i started to later on but uh like i was all i always was funny but i just never really showed it in front of people like people i didn't know especially in a metal band (laughs) so yeah uh but that I guess that gives you a certain confidence having to be on stage yeah, and, yeah. and like be a presence within a band. For sure. Oh man, one of the one of the most fun concerts we had was in a hall that um we were the headliners and then <clears throat> um we had originals by this point and we had um covers. But on one of the covers it was called Metalingus by Alter Bridge. I'm not mm. It's a, a lot of, if people uh, want to check that out. Um, it's also WWE wrestler Edge's theme music, in case people were w- wondering. It's the same song. But it's a great vocal song for me. Um, and on like the, where the beat drops in that song. Sure. I set it up so that I was off stage. So I, I'm already down here. Yeah. And then... I was, the goal was, to, <laughs> the goal was to jump up on the beat so that I land on stage. Oh, this doesn't sound good. This already <laughs> sounds horrifying. This was like a gym accident uh, or something. Yeah. 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 It, uh, nothing was broken, but here's what happened. So, uh, um, the, the beat drops. And then when I was, when I'm supposed to land on stage is when the drums kick back in and, and it gets wild. Yeah. So I get, <laughs> I, I do everything perfect. And then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get ready to jump. I jump. Yeah. But my foot got caught on the mic cable. Mm. So now I only have one foot barely on stage. So it's already fucked. So I'm like, and then I just eat it. I just go yes. face first on the stage. But here's the lesson, ladies and gentlemen: you never sell a mistake. <laughs> You always pretend it was meant to happen. Right. And so what I did is I did that and I hopped right back up and I finished the song strong and people immediately forgot what that that yeah. five seconds even took place. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, but it, it was just like that adrenaline that like boosted in me after the fall. I was I was like I had the best finish to a concert, I'd say, because yeah. it was just like really like focused at that point but yeah that does really remind me of djing because like you can practice djing with like your friend in your bedroom as much as you want but until you actually play shows like you don't realize like there's a different skill to knowing like what to play if things go wrong yeah right yeah there's certain scenarios um like where like someone i have had people propose at a show yeah it was at and you have to go well what do i play oh right then right and thankfully you in you you don't have too many of those but sometimes you learn like that happened once and luckily i had the intuition like okay i'll play hey uh oh outcast yeah. right pretty good song yeah. right or there was a guy once who was like dancing way hard like 
he was like on top of a table dancing and i was like well i like this guy's energy let's play hollaback girl by gwen <laughs> stefani right so it's like learning and those are really fun moments yeah. too um especially like in the first shows you learn a lot through the first shows but in 2012 i worked for like wedding companies oh. i used to dj out in woodland oh and actually i was thinking about it today that was the first time i ever did stand-up because and i didn't even know but back then the company didn't just do weddings we would do like thursday night club nights we would do uh monday trivia nights we would do wednesday karaoke so i was doing all kinds yeah. of things where i was having to learn like public speaking presence through trivia nights yeah. or karaoke nights i would have to like sing karaoke if there weren't enough people like there for those who aren't from sacramento woodland is a small town i was gonna say yeah very small town woodland is actually you can consider woodland the the alibaba version of davis <laughs> <laughs> or that's almost giving it too much credit <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, actually, the first joke I think I ever said I was in Woodland. It was a trivia night and I, I made a joke about farmers only because it just come out. And to me, I thought it was funny, like who finds each because I was like a farmer finding a farmer online. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's literally for people who are from here. This is the worst city you could do that joke. I, <laughs> or, or Wilton. Yeah, <laughs> that was my first bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my first bomb. But. Yeah, and I had had some inclinations about doing stand-up back then, but yeah, I was so into music at the time, it just really never crossed my mind. Were you always a funny, like, were you always making jokes your whole life, and then you just decided, I want to try it? You know, it was funny, when I told my friends recently that I was doing stand-up, they're like, really, you, you're funny? Huh. Uh, which is, like, the worst response you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, no, like, me and my sister, I think, are both funny. Mm -hmm. And we always would joke, like, who's the funny child? Mm -hmm. And now that I do stand up, it's a clear winner. Oh, really yeah. competition anymore. Right. Um, is she older? But, yeah, I, no, she's younger. Oh, she's she's younger. three years younger. Okay. She lives in San Diego. Oh, right. Um, and uh, she has her moments. Okay. Sure. Um. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I, I think I always had, like, an appreciation for the art, even though I was doing music the whole time, like, because I started on YouTube in 2006. Wow. Like, I was making YouTube videos in 2006, 2007. I was really into, like, the Melbourne Shuffle and dancing, because I had been really into, like, Dance Dance Revolution. So, like, the whole DJ thing was, like, five years into, like, another electronic music session which was dancing mm. and so um i uh i basically went from one thing to another but e because of youtube i got really into like opie and anthony yeah. and yeah. um shock jocks and louis ck and patrice o'neill and i i just loved comedy the whole time yeah right so it wasn't it was like i would do djing and i would do electronic music and I was going to school, but I also loved comedy right. the whole time. So it's something I've always liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but not something I ever like practiced or anything like that. In your family, who uh, who gives you the hardest time? Uh, who's the funny? My dad's the funny one in the family. Really? For sure. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's had like a tough life. Oh, is he? Yeah, that's and, usually where it comes from. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like it is really through suffering, and I think that's partly why I'm happy I didn't try it till now because mm. I have more experience. Yeah. 
Um, have you had sufferings? I for sure have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. Um, I grew up super fortunate. It's funny. We had we're hanging out with some or, some other comics, and I said that like I grew up with like whatever you imagine the perfect nuclear family is, and they're like, don't don't be <laughs> yeah making us jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's really true. So what he's saying is uh, there were a bunch of non-whites and it was him. That's what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what was going on. No, but I was really fortunate, really fortunate growing up in the Bay Area with like great family, no like family struggles or anything like yeah. that. Um, and I do think like most of the comics we hang out with are not that way. Yeah. I am sort of an anomaly in right. that sense. But you know, but there are great comics who come from like not a hor horrific childhood right <laughs> you know? right they are there they are there uh so what what i was asking though is is so your dad is the funny one in the family but does he give you credit on your jokes or does he say mm. that what have you tried making him laugh and have it's you... funny i'll i'll call him i talk to my parents like every day and yeah i'll call him and tell him a joke and he's like that's not very funny oh. but i'll do the joke on stage and it'll it'll work yeah so but i don't that's know he is he, funny. He, yeah, he is funny. Um, yeah. He might be losing a little bit. Just, oh. Um, but. Uh, Nelson P's dad, if you're hearing yeah, he's this. He's good. He's good. <laughs> you know, I think some people, their interests change. And I mm -hmm. think like my dad's just a little bit too political now. Oh, yeah. And and joke jokes really do come from a silliness. Like right. not taking yourself seriously. Yeah. And unfortunately, the type of people who are into politics take themselves way too seriously. Like, they're too bored. Yeah. Like, they need something else to do in their life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I... Politics is interesting. But you have the cold birds of the world where they do politic, political jokes all the time. That is true. Yeah. If you can, like, find that intersection, that's nice. But, like, most Americans who are really into politics yeah. are way too into politics. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I do like that nice intersection Fair. where, like, you don't take it too seriously. But this also comes from, like, a realization, like, it doesn't really matter. No. Like, you should focus on, like, the micro things in your life rather than the macro things that's in your it. life. Right? That's it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so when was your first? You said in uh, in Woodland was your first time you went up and did a comedy. You, well, it was at a trivia night. I was so it wasn't even set up. For, no, it, yeah. I was just killing time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had to figure out like uh, there's dead air like yeah between like with it open or I think this might have been a karaoke night or something. Um, and you just think of like the most dingy woodlands like yeah, old western looking bar. But what I'm learning though from that is the audience dictates what how you deliver your jokes. Like you yeah. that's a huge revelation that I've come to discover recently. And that is that because I did the same set um last week. Yeah. I had the same three uh setups and punchlines that added up to five minutes. And it killed, like it did amazing at Luna's, it did really well at Stab. Yeah. And then I went to JB's and it bombed. It was the same material. Right. Because now it almost makes me excited. I haven't done JB. Yeah, you you you'll yeah. I haven't had like a bomb bomb yet. Yeah. Which I want. Yeah. I'm like I, pacing. I started my my start was good. They got I got a couple laps. And then um it, it's a it's a different audience. It's an African American bar. So and and I went there with a couple of our fellow comics who are also African American, and they told me, right after, like, punchline, 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 punchline. You can't, you can't. This the setup has to be concise. 
Right. And the punchlines have to be quicker, which I didn't know, but I learned. So now I'm excited to go back and try that. So like less stories. Less stories. More Very punch. East comic, like New York comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. what it is. That's what it is. I'm enjoying those type of jokes. I mean, I like the Louis C.K. style of storytelling and stuff, yeah. but... I do want to be more like the Mark Normans for sure. Okay, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, but it can be hard. I mean, I think those type of jokes do take longer. Yeah. And they're harder to think about. The, yeah. the totally different process of writing. Right. I think, uh, yeah, I, I like, I me, myself, I enjoy the, the setups more. Yeah, I, I enjoy like the storytelling aspect of story. Like like Kevin Hart does that. He does he he talks about his life, his family, yeah, and his brother or his dad, and he he sets it up. But what he does is he fills those setups with mini punch, like little jokes, right, to keep the crowd engaged and laughing, and and so that's the that's the real uh, magic that I'm I'm trying to master myself. But yeah, it's it's fun, man, and I'm gonna keep doing it. Um, Oh, we didn't plug any of your uh, social medias. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm not a huge social media guy, right. but I do have my music catalog. So I do have a SoundCloud. So if people like electronic music yeah. or mashups, um, my artist name is Picture Us. So just like you think, picture frame. So picture and then us, US. Uh, one yeah. word? Uh-huh. Yeah, just one word. You okay. can search it on SoundCloud. Oh, got it. That's got my DJ mixes, my mashups, some remixes, stuff like that. Yeah. So you can check that out. I don't post much anymore because mm. it's not the main thing I do. As we've talked about before, I'm a pretty busy guy now, yeah. but not so much with music. So right. obviously I do. Uh, I work in IT. Yep. I, I do. How is that? Like what you, you really enjoy that you do coding and you take classes. Yeah. So I work for a fortune 50 healthcare company right now and I do IT for them. Mm. And then I also study for IT certification. So I have like a Cisco networking certification. I have experience with like coding in Python. I'm studying for like a cloud certification right now. So that's like my main focus right now yeah. is working within an information technology infrastructure within mm. a company, which I already do, but just moving forward into various other roles, whether that be more in a software base or more of a um, architecture base. Yeah. So we'll see. It's fun. It's the best way to improve your life is to gain more skills. And yeah. also it's more fun too. It's more fun too. I'm going to ask you a boomer question. Now. Okay. A boomer question is coming your way. Where do you see yourself in 15 years? Where do I see myself in 15 years? That's a good question. I don't even know if I see myself in America in 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Where do you, where, where is, is this, uh, is this something you've been already thinking about? I think so. There are a lot of things that you start to think about, like, what are the main priorities in your life? Yeah. Right. And obviously, the, like, the most important thing in everyone's life is health and longevity, Fair. right? And one of the things that is interesting about America is it is a very individualistic society, right? We do really focus on, like, individual freedoms and, like, to do whatever you want. But one of the things that is a struggle with America is we don't have a ton of, like, great, like, infrastructure for being healthy. I mean, generally, we sell like bad foods yeah. to people who eat them at bad times. And we, on top of that, have like a bad infrastructure of driving everywhere. So for me, like I'm looking to live in a place that is very walkable, 
places with like lots of like corner shops places where you can like get not necessarily even organic food but like fresh made food mm -hmm. right like even just things like bread yeah are done terribly in america so i'm interested in living in any type of place that is beneficial to the community as a whole and doesn't just focus on individuality and that is a difficult thing to find in america yeah. even like some of the greatest cities um like I went to Seattle recently and Capitol Hill is a very walkable place, mm -hmm. but even there, there are downsides, right? Like yeah. homelessness yeah. and um, poverty and stuff like that. Bro, homelessness here is, and versus like the Middle East. Yeah. It's a whole different ball game over there. Cause over there they, they hustle you. Like yeah. the homeless people will come in your face and they want to like, they want to sell you something really yeah and 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 they or they just they will follow you until you give them something it's like it's much more uh uh do you think it's do people take it more seriously there than like to solve the crisis the people that are homeless there yeah they're they're not trying to stay homeless is interesting yeah it's like um not saying the ones here do but what yeah. I, what i'm saying though is that they're very uh there's no qualms about come getting in your face. There's more drive. You're saying there's more. They're, they're more like their homeless people have like yeah, more drive. They're just, not and, homeless. And the saddest part and this is that a lot of them are like families. It's a whole family. Like I see. It's like kids doing the, what I'm saying. Like there's a yeah. kid that's coming there. He's like, you want to buy like uh, this uh, fan that I made or whatever, right? right? And it's and then they'll just follow you and then yeah. And it's like not even much. It's like what would equate to like quarter here you know right. what i mean but yeah. it's a lot for them right so it's uh but yeah it, it's that's something i noticed that was a major difference between um like sacramento homeless uh community versus like in iran or or because my sister went to iran interesting yeah and i never went back to iran since i left but my sister went and she recorded this it's like she filmed it and showed me so that's why i'm, I'm telling you like i i saw firsthand i'm like right. damn this is yeah. this is real but uh, I could see you living in like Greece. Greece, yeah, okay, yeah, that's I could, interesting. I could see you living in Greece because it's all my corner shops. Greece is Italy for sure. Yeah. Uh, Spain, a lot of walking. I I right. I, I, I visited Spain and Italy, and and I definitely like. You can taste the difference in the bread. The bread is just right. you're not feeling heavy. Like you're not like what I need a nap. You don't get that feeling right from eating european uh made food so uh but yeah and, and it's delicious uh, right well and i told you previously too that i am interested in like possibly moving to japan for a couple of years right the, japan. Yeah, yeah yeah right because and that's kind of a perfect emblemation of what i mean by like a society that focuses more on the whole than the individual they're yeah. literally the exact opposite of individuality and I won't really understand that type of culture until I live there. I mean, you can you can study a culture, you can study its language, but until you live with the people, you won't really know. Yeah. So I will get to go next year for the first time. So I'm very excited. I think I've told you I've been studying. You have. Yeah. So this man is how how fluent are you now in Japan? Very non-fluent. <laughs> I would say uh, for people who know Japanese language, there's proficiency tests that you can take. The first one would be N5. The highest would be an N1. I haven't even passed my N5 yet. So I'm okay. very non-proficient. Yeah. Um, 
But you're but, taking classes. Yeah, so I um, am going through the normal steps someone would take. There's like basically Genki uh, own b- basically books that you can buy. And then on top of that, I have a tutor. Yeah. Her name's Nami. She lives in New York. That's right. And so I'll have uh, sessions with her uh, every week. So, you know, I can say like very basic things like watashi wa namai wa son which so means that basically means my name is nelson okay or um like um watashi wa ski stando komodi that just means i like comedy, comedy. and i'm still probably messing now, that some up, of the words. very basic things yeah. my pronunciation is off there's all kinds that. of things um but i can do basic things like read write um that kind of stuff that's good cool. at a very beginner level now, one thing I picked up right now as you were speaking Japanese is I picked up some words that were the same words, like comedy, you said. Yes, yes. So they, I think, I, I'm not going to get the percentages right, but uh, Japanese and many languages borrow words from other languages. Yeah. So um, there are words that are very, that are strictly from the Japanese, like history, but like things like Starbucksu or Makadono Rudo, yeah. right? Those aren't words. Yeah, we say the same. Yeah, but those are like, yeah, they're, they've become a brand, right? So Right, right. Yeah. So they have to, those are considered katakana. Oh, um, okay. And once again, to anyone who actually speaks Japanese, I'm completely fucking up your language right now. <laughs> um, but no, I enjoy it. And it really comes from like my roots of like everything started with Dance Dance Revolution yeah. when I was 12. And Dance Dance Revolution is a very Japanese game. Yeah, right? yeah. So in some sense, it's kind of like me going back to my roots. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. With my obsession with electronics. I'd love for you to tell a bunch of Japanese people that you're going back to your roots. and you're, <laughs> you're going to just... Well, I mean, with electronic music, like, I mean, obviously I grew up very American, but like, I'm very like culturally into Japanese culture. Yeah. Like I love like Japanese happy hardcore, which is like a scene of electronic music. Like I'm very excited when I go to Japan just to like meet japanese happy hardcore artists like yeah. every time they come to san francisco it's like my favorite thing in the world yeah so every that the world's become very diverse are you into anime i do like anime yeah i don't watch too much of it now yeah. because it's actually pretty bad for learning japanese oh <laughs> from because that they, standpoint, yeah. like if you watch like a japanese reality tv show like the biggest one was uh terrace house okay it's on Netflix. I don't think they're going to be filming anymore because one of the people on the show killed themselves. Oh, but yeah, so I think it's over. Um, yeah. And I've watched all of Terrace House. They speak very differently in a reality TV show than they would in an anime, right? Mm. And so you learn words like you would never learn, like um, like majde, which kind of means seriously. There's different ways to use it. Majde? Um, majde. Or well, majde. That's funny because majde is a Persian name. Majda just it was my mother-in-law's name <laughs> once again totally pronouncing it wrong yeah um, i mean but those are things that they don't necessarily use as often in an animation yeah um they're a lot more theatrical mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so um yeah so i do that i study it and then for fun i do stand-up comedy now with you guys that's so. right and it's good he's a funny guy yeah if you're ever in sacramento on a tuesday wednesday or thursday or even a friday uh, this man and myself and a bunch of other comics, we hit up all these open mics around the city. You guys should come check us out. Um, 
that's cool, man. I uh, I want to go to Japan too, as just as my bucket list. Like, yeah, I've been wanting to go. Um, I wonder because Comic Con's happening right now. It's probably wrapping up. I think it wraps up today. Uh, in San Diego, and I'm sure there's a big anime. Uh, sure, there's a there's a big anime convention called AX oh. in in LA. It happened Fourth of July weekend. Oh, I couldn't go. Do they not have a Comic Con presence? Uh, so I would say Comic-Con would not necessarily be the same crowd as like an anime convention. Oh, I see. The big anime conventions in Northern California would be SAC Anime, which is in September. Mm -hmm. And then there's Crunchyroll, which is like the Netflix of anime streaming. They have one in August as well. Oh, um, cool. Which unfortunately due to timing, I can't go to either. Yeah. But I've been to before and they're super fun um but ax in la is the big one that's the one where like artists from japan will actually fly in and play shows and wow get like um you'll get like um the people who do voices of anime and directors and stuff like that will come to ax yeah and stuff so yeah that's the big one that is that's cool. the one you want to go to for sure that's cool about i love that man i love how many cultures can are there within you know the bigger scope of things and and we if you're not aware of them you, you you don't notice them but there there's always activities there's always something happening with whatever your your niche is so look into it look into it like nelson does you know he's he's yeah. got a bunch of communities he's a part of uh he's a funny guy he's a, he's a dj he's uh has a SoundCloud. What was your SoundCloud again? It's a picture us. Picture us. One word. Yeah. Um. He is learning Japanese. He's yeah. He's gonna uh abandon the United States. Yeah, I'm leaving America, guys. He's leaving America. Have the greatest party for the next two to three years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, be... just, let's burn through all the resources. Let's <laughs> let's pick uh, Nancy Pelosi for president, 2024. Um. <laughs> i'm just kidding oh my god that would be hilarity uh, because of where we are now imagine how much more money she'd make every year she's isn't that all it's about that's all it's about exactly Exactly. but uh all right well uh i'm gonna start to have more in-person episodes fumble fans um i'm trying to bring that back uh obviously the pandemic is still there so i'm i'm you know i'm not gonna go crazy with it but uh i'm trying to to kind of throw them in there here and there um but you know me i'm pledged a maniac uh i literally woke up like an hour ago <laughs> and in a state of panic i set this whole thing up because i knew nelson was coming um and we did it so if i was not as energetic it's because I haven't had my coffee yet. Next time, we'll I'll bring you a big glass of coffee. Yes, I'm a coffee drinker for Persian, which should be illegal because we all only drink tea. But uh, that doesn't work for me anymore. Coffee, I need real strong, like 91 level gasoline in me. You know what I mean? So uh, follow Pomba Podcast, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know if you're into anime, if you're into DJing, if you're into comedy uh where where you're uh commenting from uh if if you are into leaving america if you're in america <laughs> let us know about that <laughs> uh, yeah this was just uh you know we were just kicking back with nelson today just learning a little bit about him um follow me on on all my uh social media accounts and subscribe 
to Fumble Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you take in your podcast. This has been episode 73. We out. We out.